Okay, Erev Tov. Okay, now we're all awake, excited. We're on chapter 35. And we've discussed certain things that people must know. And this will be continued into chapter 36. But now we're on, right over there, point three, um, num, but Aval, uh, one second. Okay, Aval had to mark. So, after discussing the three things they got to know, now we're going to go to the seven things we don't teach them. Aval, Hadibur, Bitaorim, but a discussion about God's attributes. And how that we should negate attributing anything like that to him. How do we explain whatever attributes that are attributed to them, how we do understand them? That's one whole topic. Stay away. Number two, and also about creation. God created the world. Stay away. And the way God runs the world. And how God supervises things beyond him. Number three, four, and God's will and what his comprehension is. And five, and everything that he knows. Six, prophecy, all different levels. Seven, and the fact Hashem has many names of Hashem's name, even though there's one God, how come he has many names? These seven things call Eludvarim Amukim Hey. Amukim, they're deep. Very deep. It says, Mamish, the hidden secrets, the contradictions of the Torah. These are the secrets that are constantly mentioned in the books of the prophets, in the words of the rabbis. These are the things, Asher in royal We shouldn't speak about them to anybody. Ella, even the elite. Only with the chapter titles, as we mentioned, and someone who has fulfilled the description that we have given earlier in chapter 34. Now, you're going to see something. So let me, one second. Now, uh, do me a favor, hit that one there. Okay, so let's summarize these seven behind here. God's attributes and what we can and cannot be ascribed to him in attributes to God creation and how he created, okay? How God's providence works, God's will, God's knowledge, how prophecy works, how God's multiple names reconcile with his unity. Those are the seven. Joe, the last one, don't we talk all the time about Midat Rachamim and Mishpat? Like, is that part of that? Hashem has a lot of names. No, so saying, how do we I'm reconcile saying, that? No, He's saying, one God. How do we understand it? I understand. So, of course, we call him a lot of names, but go start explaining it to people. But I thought we commonly talk about the explanation about Rachamim Mishpat. Yeah, but there's a lot of names. Svalkois, Shakai. It's a lot of names. So, how does, how does, God, how does one God have many names? All right, that, that's questions that are hard to understand. Now, we're going to see something I mentioned yesterday that we had a little problem putting these things together and with the five principles of faith. But now let's jump back to the text, Romeo. I'll just click over there. Now, I, I, you know, the more times you read it, you know, you're a little more careful. Now, Aval, let's go back again now. 
Shlilas Hakshamot, but negating the fact that God is corporeal. Vesiluk Hadimui, and negating the fact that he's comparable to anything. Vahispalioso Mimenu, and the fact could be affected by something. We have to explain it properly to people. And to indoctrinate to young children, to women in those days who were not educated, and to fools and people who are not capable of uh, people who are limited in nature. Now, look what he does here. And he adds something that he didn't do yesterday at the beginning of this section. Just, we do this just like just like we talked to them, that Hashem is one. He added this. He didn't say this before. That he's eternal. He didn't mention this in the beginning of this chapter. And not to, to serve others. Just like we do that. Because there's no unity unless we negate the fact that there's corporeality. Why? Because really a body is not one. You're, even though you have one body, it's not one. It's made up of mass. And it's, it's made up with a tzura of divisibility. And since it's divided, it has to tolerate that which division requires. Okay? So in other words, anything that's physical is not singular. Anything that's physical has so many different parts to it. Right? Are you, 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 you have more than one part. You're physical. Everything that is anything, any form of mass... But we say it's four elements. It's made up of four elements. Yes, yes. The so if you're physical, you are made of parts, and you can't be one. That's that's the simplest thing. If something is physical, it can't be one, because it's made of everything. Physical has many parts to it. On the subatomic level, certainly, sure. even an amoeba. Yeah. Okay. It's not just it's one thing, it's made with many things. And that's the critical point. There's no such thing as Shem Echod if he is physical. Okay, clear. Because Yekablu has said, if they will accept this, for Yergolobo and get accustomed to it, the Yishadcha will be trained, for Godlo and raised. Now, and that's what you tell them. Those are the things, these are clear. Okay, so we say, listen guys, you know Hashem is one, okay? You know, Hashem is eternal. You don't serve anybody else. That we know. That we know. So we're going to also know the other three. He's not physical. Nothing compares him. He can't be affected by anything. You you just indoctrinate them to that point. Yes, sir. He's not affected by anything. So I'm trying to square this with Hashem says playing along with him. Moses says, you know, Hashem's, you're going to kill them all and take me out of the block. I understand. So, Hashem's playing along. So he agreed. He said, if you can find 10, it's fine. It's yeah, but Hashem knows he's not going to find 10. I think Hashem doesn't know. He's playing along with him. 
Okay, when Hashem, when Hashem asked, uh, asked, uh, what's it called, Kain, oh, where's your brother? He knew he's playing along with him. I would add him. Now there's gonna there's you know what? I know where you're going, Shelly. Shelly, Shelly, I know I know where you're going with this, and really the next chapter will address this. Because the next chapter is gonna talk about God getting angry. And doesn't that mean he's been affected? Yeah. Okay, so that so let's leave it. The, the main stuff I want to say about that, I want to say in the next chapter. So you're touching on it, but I don't want to, This is not really the place for this. But it's a good question, but let's leave it for the next chapter where it'll be more uh, in, in line of what he's talking about. It is the same question, same idea. When Moshe was pleading with God, they said if he had pleaded one more time, God would have given in. Yeah, if he did 5.15, if he did 5.16, he would have let him in. Yeah. Okay. So is that but is that the same idea? Sort of, sort of. So we'll that needs its own discussion. But, but again, Hashem knew that he'd stop. He'd stop. He, he said, if you continue, I have to do that. That I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. So you're going to stop. You're going to stop. That's all. Now, okay. So very good. So now, okay. So what do we got to this point? So we're telling this little kid. Okay. Is what you know, Hashem is one. Right? Hashem is forever. Hashem is, uh, what did we say? Um, uh, you don't serve anybody about Hashem. Okay, and just like we know that is obvious, he's not physical, nothing compares to him, and at all, in any comparison, and he's not affected by anything. Okay, now what happens, you start learning Chumash with the kid, and now you come across some of these words that shows Hashem is affected. Ah, what do you do then? So Ramu's gonna tell you what you do. But you, you but drill these facts and just indoctrinate them. That's it. Because they need to know it. These are the realities. You know, so, you know, you can accept something even though you don't understand something. And as a little kid, you can do that for sure. But what little kid who goes to a from Jewish day school doesn't know that Hashem is one? Right? And 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 uh, and you only dive into Hashem. Right? And Hashem has been forever. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they can understand that, whatever, whatever they So now what happens if you get, okay. But now, right at the end of Nun Hey Martin, the last two words. Venavochu, and now they get confused. Bipsuke Sifre Nevoa. They're starting looking at the Nevoa and they see God's hand. Or God is moving over, or whatever. Uz, then. When he comes up with the question, now you start explaining it a little better for them. Okay. And if the Hulahem, and you try to raise them up slowly, a little bit more. As we have explained, tell them about homonyms, tell them about figurative speech. Which I've already written in this essay. In other words, when you're going to come to, uh, uh, you're going to pat before Hashem's face. Hashem has a face? What do you mean he has a face? Has a face? No, no, no. It's an allegory. It's not really a face. It's, it's, like this week's part, Hashem heard their groaning. Yeah, it's the inner, inner, inner it essence is. of what he is, etc., etc. Okay, then you explain each one in its place. Okay. 
So they will come to achieving a perfection of the proper knowledge of the unity of Hashem and the truth of the prophecy that are there. All right? In other words, when you're going to read what the Navi says and you see these anthropomorphic terms, you're going to understand what it really means the way the Rambam has explained it. And one at a time you can deal with. Once you've got the foundation there, say, God's not physical, okay, not physical. Hey, what do you mean? Hashem just said he's, he has a, his, his feet. What's his feet? Well, the feet, you know, feet means among the things. Feet means the part that is the end of what Hashem does, not what he is, and this and that. And then you can explain it to them. Okay? Umi, shekoho What if someone is so dull-witted? Milahovin, biurehaksovin that can't understand what you're telling him now about the homonyms and the figurative speech. And to know that two words, one word can have two other meanings. The kid's like, you know, person not so bright. He says, listen, a foot's a foot. I don't want to think about it. That's all it is, a foot. Very concrete learners. Yeah. Even though there could be different meanings, it could have multiple meanings, but he doesn't get it. Yomarla is the default position. You say, Loshin said this wording, Mevinin Beure Anshamada. The really smart Jews, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, all these Jews, they understand it this way. Ach Atoteda, you also got to know. Ki Hashem Yisader Vishromain, the glorious Hashem, ain't a goof, he doesn't have a body, Velo Yispael, he's not affected. He is spalus because if you get affected, then you're changed. For who you salo lo yasagushina, Hashem cannot change. For yidma l'shum davar mikol shulaso, and Hashem is not similar to anything else besides Him. For tichlaluim shum davar meem shumakdor, we can't give God any definitions that fit into other definitions at all. Veshadivre hanavua halolo emes, you have to know the words of the navi are true. Veyeshabir, and there is an explanation. Even though you do not know the explanation, the lamani mobisha, and that's enough. Stop it over there. Vein royal anir shum orum amunas agashmus or manas hama orum eras agufim. We should not leave a person with the false understanding that there's a corporeality to Hashem, or the fact that Hashem can be affected by any things or comparable. Ella kemo. Just as much as we can't allow a person to think there's no God. Or any partnership with God. Or serving anyone else. In other words, if a person is not smart, do we allow him to say, well, I guess he can't understand. I'll just let him worship idols. Because he's too dumb to understand this. I'm gonna say no. He says I don't. I I don't. I don't believe there's a God. I don't see him. I don't believe. Him. We're not gonna let him sit like that, are we? There is a Hashem. Oh, Hashem's got a part. No, he does not a part. And that's, and he's gonna really get into this in the next chapter. He's leading into this. What if a person mistakenly believes in idol worship and say, "Well, he made a mistake. What can I do?" <laughs> you don't do that. You have to take care of this. That that this mistake cannot be. All right. So therefore, this chapter, he is really going, if you'd have to say the main point of this chapter, 
is he publicizes the fact and wants everyone to know that there's no concept of corporality and that is a major mistake. Now, click back to that sheet again. Yeah, right there. And uh, you can now see where I've added one to the given. We started yesterday with two at the given. Hashem is one, not to serve anything else. But that was in the beginning of this chapter. But then we saw towards the end, he snuck in, Hashem is eternal. So now we've got three givens and three that the Rambam adds that you have to know. Just like the givens have to be known, so these next three are essential for everybody. And then when we drop down to the bottom of the principles of faith, so now we really got them all covered pretty much, so to speak, uh, because um, we, by adding that Hashem is eternal, number three, that was number four in the principles of faith. Okay, and really number one in believing in Hashem's existence and he's perfect and all that is very much similar to he's incomparable to created things. So what the Rambam is clearly saying is everyone must know the first five animamins from here. There's eight more you got to know. But these are the five. It cannot be that a Jew does not know this. Now, to know the other seven things already. Okay, if they don't know it, it's not the end of the world. But and, and better yet, you shouldn't teach it to them because they can come up with the wrong ideas. But these five, six essential concepts must be understood. Okay, you can close this out on the red over there. Just hit the little red dot. Excellent. So now we're going to start chapter 36. Just to get into it, we'll start it today and hopefully finish tomorrow. And this is like such a geschmack pair. This is like, this is like, it's, it's like, it's, it's straightforward. What? It's straightforward. And now here's the point. So he's, he's led us to the point now where he has to explain why is belief in divine corporeality so bad? So what's so bad if he thinks that Hashem is a man, is a, a, a old man with a beard? If he has a foot, if he has a what's so bad? All right, that is the idiom. So he starts off. Be limited, wouldn't it? Well, let's, let's let him say it. He hinted to it already. He said that physical has parts and can't be one. But it's going to get much more. There's a lot of interesting things that he says and others say. And this is good. let's just start it off here by mentioning another point that he's going to want. He 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 whets your appetite. This I'm going to talk about it later. <laughs> I will later on explain in chapter fifty-four. Oh, oh thanks! Whoa, that's not eighteen chapters. Eighteen chapters. You know what? You will be there. When I talk about the attributes that are attributed to Hashem, we discuss sometimes where Hashem says he's pleased with something. Or something makes him angry. Make his nostrils flare up. A share, but also in that category, it's said about certain people. Hashem is very happy with these people. 
Oh, he's flaring. Oh, cuss, are angry. Now, I'm going to talk about that later. Not now. But that's not the point of this chapter. So really, Shelley, but I'm not going to make you wait that long. You really should wait 18 chapters. But I'm not going to make you wait 18 chapters. Either today or tomorrow. But, but I'm going to about that. But I do want to just let you know one thing over here. That you should know. When you look through the entire Torah and all the books of the prophets, you don't find the expression of a display of anger, wrath, which is flaring in the nostrils. You don't find an expression of anger, and not an expression of jealousy or zealotry, except... Bavoda Zara Dafka. When the Torah talks about Avoda Zara, you worship Avoda Zara, I'm going to get angry. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm flaring my nostrils. I'm zealous. I'm jealous. I'm angry. I'm upset. Only by Avoda Zara. And you won't find Shanikra that someone is called. An Oyev Hashem, an enemy of Hashem. Oh. Otsor, an adversary. Osone, or a hater. Ella Oved Avodazar Adafka. Only Oved Avodazar. And now he gives you ten sources for this. We'll just rip through them. Omar says, Vavatem Elohim Acherim. This is the Shema. You'll serve other gods. Vechora Af Hashem Bochem. Hashem will be angry at you. Or serve other idols. Pen Yichvra. Af Hashem, lest Hashem's anger is towards you. You're getting Hashem angry with what you're doing. They've made me zealous without, you know, with, for them, that's not a God. They've got me angry with their vanities. I'm a zealous God. Why are they getting me angry with their images? This is an abomination Hashem hates. There's so many of them. Okay. I love if you examine this. Look in all the books. You will find this. So why is Hashem so angry at this? That's the question. Now, the commentaries ask a question. Wait a minute. We don't find this always. We also know sometimes Hashem gets angry at people for not a Vodazor. For example, in this week's Parsha, Moshe refuses to be the leader. Hashem is pushing him. It says, Hashem gets angry at Moshe. Or, when it gets angry at uh, Aaron and Miriam for speaking Lashem about Moshe. And that's not about Azara. So this commentary said, you know, it's a really great question. I don't really have an answer for it. That's what Kabach says. Okay. So now we're going to look at, it bring down the Abarbanel. And he says that every place 
when it talks about anger and it's not associated with Avodah Zarah, the object of the anger is on the person. In other words, the person is bringing anger to him. Not that Hashem, so to speak, is getting angry. The anger is focused, to, he's caused that that should be an angry situation about them. But when we speak about Avodah Zorah, oh, the object is Hashem. That's the difference. It really, Hashem is really angry. Okay. Now, here is going to be a partial answer, Shelley. This is not the full answer, but it's the partial answer. And, and he says like this. This is from Rav Tolidano. He says, he says, why is Hashem so upset with Avodah Zorah in general? Because a person who worships idols, he broadcasts to the world that there's something that's not under God's domain. Now, we'll get into it much more, but that's the general idea. And but, but what part of God is not being understood? Now here we come to the two parts of God. So the problem is... Uh, in the terms of Hashem being revealed to the world. In other words, where's the mistake? <coughs> the mistake isn't about the essence of Hashem. The essence of Hashem, nobody knows what the essence of Hashem is. <coughs> but there's the revelation of Hashem in the world. That The world reveals that. So when a person thinks there's something other than Hashem, he's really referring to that revelation, so to speak. But the real God is hidden away, we never know anything about that. That part of Hashem never gets angry. The essence of Hashem, how can Hashem ever get angry? Nothing moves him. But the part of Hashem that's meant to be revealed in the creation, that part where we sense there's a God in the world. So and the Shema, we're saying like the Shema? Whatever you want to call it. Okay. But the fact that someone is living in an imbalanced way that there's something other than God that creates that creates a, 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 an angry kind of situation. A, 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 the, the world will respond in an angry fashion. Well, it, it, it imbalances. There's okay. an imbalance. He, he creates an imbalance yeah. and it shows a certain the world's angry, so to speak. Well, this is where a chemical imbalance comes from. You yes. say that when somebody has a chemical imbalance that's in your they're not behaving normally. Right, but, but so th therefore, it's not that Ash the essence of Hashem is no, angry. No, it's not the truth The manifestation of Hashem is angry, so to speak. In this world. And it responds in, in an angry way. way that the person senses that God's angry with me. So, because the human being is able to sense things. So Hashem sends that sensitivity to the person. Okay. And let's say Hashem strikes them down. So goes, oh, Hashem's pretty angry at me, right? Hashem gives Miriam saras, whatever. So that that's the aspect that can be. And there's more, but we'll leave that. That's for now. That's enough of an answer to get us by for 18 chapters, right? But, but you have to always know there's two quote unquote. I hate to say this word. I don't mean it. Two parts of Hashem. Right. Just say yes. Yeah, that was that was Paul's question. There's the essence of Hashem, but then how He manifests in this vis-a-vis -vis to create a, like again the famous analogy. There's Einstein the genius and Einstein the grandfather. Right. Right. 
He's one Einstein, but he knows he talks to his grandchild like a like a very little child. But that's not who he is. So Hashem reflects back to the human being that the human being feels that Hashem is angry. That that's really what's happening over here. So Hashem really does that when there's idol worship. So we, what we're going to do tomorrow is going to say, why is idol worship getting Hashem, quote unquote, so angry? Yeah, so and then you're going to see that corporeality is even worse than that. How's that? Come tomorrow. Tomorrow. You, if I ask you what's worse, a guy thinking, worshiping idols, or a guy thinks that Hashem is physical? You think it's the idols. You think for sure the idols. And Ram's going to say, no, it's not. And it gives a great logic to it. So you don't want to miss tomorrow. Don't miss it. Don't just sit around and be idols. No, no, my goodness. Don't look at it. It's actually more. This is worshiping being a touchpad.